We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. And welcome back to another episode of No Other Pod. Uh, Merry early Christmas to those of you who celebrate, and uh, happy Woo! late Hanukkah to those of you who celebrate, and uh, you know, happy Festivus for the rest of us. Uh, I'm Jimmy. He's Dan. What's going on, Dan? Festivus, huh? Good stuff, man. <laughs> Dude, Christmas coming up, Kwanzaa coming up, New Year's coming up. Happy Hanukkah, to everybody. It's good to see your beautiful face, man. It is a oh, good, thank you. like. I don't know. Holidays feel good. Uh, maybe that's because I, I'm not allowed to mingle with my family and I don't really enjoy that in, uh, around the holidays anyways. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, also, you just had a birthday. So happy ah, late birthday to you. Dude, the day after I turned 35, I like I pulled my back doing a deadlift. And I was like, oh, great. <laughs> I'm it's, freaking it's over now. the hill now, bro. Yep, yep. Uh, it's fine now. But at first I was like, I wasn't, it wasn't even heavy. I was like, this is just a warm up weight. And I was like, ah, <laughs> yep. yep. It's uh, I, I mean, I'm, I'm going to turn 31 on Thursday, but I, I yeah. feel, I feel the, the, I feel the thirties, which I know we have listeners who are going to be older than thirties and they're going to be like, enjoy it while it lasts. And, and they'll be like, we, wait till you get 49, you bastard. We, we get it. Like, I think we're, we're acknowledging that, oh, you know, we got some youth still left in us, but you know, we, I'm, I feel it a little bit more than I felt it in my twenties. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> definitely. So dude, I, I, I'm glad I stopped drinking because I couldn't handle hangovers anymore anyways. Oh yeah. I mean, I, I enjoy the taste of, of beer, but mm -hmm. I mean, like if I have more than two drinks on any given night, it's, it's a, a extreme rarity. Cause I'm like, I, I, I'm not going to do it. I'm not, you're going to say my shirt is coming off. <laughs> no, it's no, coming no. off. I just like, I don't want to deal with the lack of sleep. I don't yeah. want to deal with feeling dizzy. The last time I had a little bit too much to drink, it was, it was, it was earlier this year in the middle of quarantine, but uh, so it, it wasn't that long ago, but it was um, my cousin was having a virtual bachelor party because he was going to get married this year. And that's been delayed oh, a number of times. How responsible but, of him, but we were having a virtual bachelor party and, and I was making some gin and tonics and, and, but I'm just eyeballing it. And I, I was not paying attention. I made them a little too strong and I'm just sitting at home by myself and I'm like, I'm doing fine. Like, I'm not going anywhere. I'm doing fine. When I knew it was a little too much is when I laid down to go to sleep and the entire room started spinning. And I was like, nope, not doing. And since then, I think it's like, if I have a drink, it's like 
one beer and i mean like i was say i didn't go anywhere i was literally laying oh. in bed so it wasn't dangerous and, it's and rough, i bro. but i just was like I, I hate that feeling i can't do it if i overindulge in anything i'm talking sweets as well like yeah. my skin will hurt if yeah. i'm bouncing around during a workout i'm like ah oh, oh my yep. skin <laughs> yeah no it's it's not good so hydration I, I used to like roller coasters. I don't think I could do a roller coaster anymore. Uh, not unless, you got to get like me, bro. You got to pop, pop that Dramamine like freaking Tic Tacs, man. <laughs> Popping them like Skittles. I'm telling you. Yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, I mean, I could do like Disneyland level rides, like Space Mountain. That's fine. I could do Space <laughs> not the Mountain. Teacups. Teacups is an extreme ride. Teacups, teacups I could never do. Don't put me on those things. I can't do spinning, right? Like you, you, you ever go to like a, uh, like a, a county fair or whatnot or a carnival and they have that one ride where it's like, you kind of like are, are backed up against the wall and it just spins really fast. And like some people about love worlds it. Of fun, bro. Worlds of fun, that worlds, that? I've been to worlds of fun once. What? But yeah, you're not even a Kansas city. No, I'm not. It's the worlds of fun, man. I can't, I can't do that one where it, like the centrifugal force like throws you against the wall. Like it makes me sick the entire time. So I cannot do it. It's just not good. You. Can't do spinny it, things. Well, now you guys know about us and our uh, barfing mechanisms. But, uh, dude, what are we talking about today? What are, we just we just <laughs> say hello and go home? Is it just call it a day? I know. Hello. There's no sporting KC news. Goodbye. No, we got yeah. a, a couple Please of things. Please follow us on socials. They're, they're <laughs> buy a tushy bidet. Oh. All you slackers out there who haven't bought your holiday gifts yet. People are buying them. They People are. People are buying them. They are. It's cool, man. It's good. Yeah. Go to uh, hellotushy.com slash no other. You get your 10% off on a, on a tushy bidet automatically applied and uh, it'll change your life. You'll have a clean bum. So it'll be good, man. Go I, uh, do it. you know, got them for a lot of people on my Christmas list and uh, <laughs> pretty worried about like, if they'll install it, if they'll use it, you know, they'll be offended. I don't know, man. <laughs> people are so suburban nowadays. It's like, yeah. this is a very European way of thinking. It's a very forward way of thinking, if I'm being honest. Well, it's, yeah, it's, I mean, it's something that Americans aren't used to, but you go right. to Europe, you go to Japan over multiple places in Asia. Like, it's just a normal thing. And it, yeah. trust me, people, you want a clean bum and oh, it'll, it'll be good. Do it. People just want to, people just want to keep, you know, balling up toilet paper and wiping their b-hole until it, chafes and bleeds and it's like why would you want to do that it's not good you know just shoot this pleasant jet stream of water and uh just wash it off man i, I always sing a song when i go in i'm gonna go into the poop wash <laughs> and, and if you ever run into you know god forbid another pandemic or a situation where there's a run on toilet paper you'll be set yes people needed that for some reason <laughs> nah man i don't know when i'll ever have to buy toilet paper again yeah, it's true. Pretty it's sick. good. It's good. So go check it out. HelloTissue.com slash no other. But, uh, but yeah, no, we had a couple of things to talk about this week. There there was uh, stage one of the re-entry draft. And now we are recording this on, on Monday afternoon. So forgive us if stage stage two happens on Tuesday. We're, we're kind of hoping that nothing crazy happens with Sporting KC. Felipe Gutierrez is available. And he is the one who... Uh, That's I mean, interesting that, to me. Yeah, I mean, Juan Cousin is also available. Uh, Winston Reed is available. There's a few SKC guys who, who are out there. Uh, but Felipe, Eric Dick is out there. But Felipe seems Never to be the one who, you know, SKC mentioned that they're in contract negotiations with him. They also said they're in contract negotiations with Gerso and, and Roger. And was it Hurtado that they were talking mm-hmm. to as well? Mm-hmm. 
and we haven't heard any update on any of them, at least as of the time of the recording. I assume so, they're all available to be taken in this thing. Well, they're they're not for some oh, reason. Okay. You know, for, <laughs> Put for, me some, in place. <laughs> for some reason, according to the list that's available on MLSsoccer.com, uh, Roger Hurtado and Jerry So are not. Uh, Felipe is. I, I would have to research the ins and outs of why that is. I don't 100% know off the top of my head. But for some reason, and some of it understandable, people seem to be most concerned about Felipe as, as somebody who could potentially be taken away or, or signed by another team. Uh, part of that, I think, is just born out of, well, he was a designated player. Does Sporting KC want to pay him that much? Apparently not because we didn't pick up the option. Maybe he doesn't think Sporting wants to pay him enough of what he thinks he's worth. So there's some ins and outs, but we're hoping – that there's no sporting player picked and that sport. I mean, there's some other people on here, but I don't know if sporting KC is going to pick anyone. So, I mean, Felipe Gutierrez is a pretty big name for that man. Like I've never heard of it's unusual, a team letting that happen. We, they must, we must be totally fine to move on without him. I mean, unless Peter's playing, you know, 40 chess here, like it's who I, I don't, I don't know what, what the ins and outs are. Uh, you know, I, I talked to somebody who reached out to the club and um, they said that the club statement is still that the club and Felipe are still in negotiations. So. Mm-hmm. But like, know. say, okay, someone, say someone takes him in his re-entry draft. It's, they still got to negotiate with him, right? It's not like he's just on their team. Like they still have to come to an arrangement and an agreement so to pay if, him what he wants. If the player is selected, the drafting club will be required to make a genuine offer to the player within seven days. And there's rules about what constitute a genuine offer, but basically, yes, they'll have to make a legitimate offer to the player. If an agreement okay. cannot be reached between the drafting club and the player, the drafting club will still hold the right of first refusal for that player in MLS. So, so what does that mean? That means like, let's say, you know, for the sake of discussion, uh, Nashville selects Felipe Gutierrez and Felipe's like, I don't want to go play with Nashville. Like, even if you sign, give me the money, like Nashville's not my, not my choice. Uh, he can't go play anywhere else in MLS unless they trade for his rights with Nashville. He could go play outside of MLS, but until Nashville trades away his rights, they will always have the first option at Felipe. Now in theory, Nashville could just relinquish those rights but that i mean usually that's when you get like oh so and so has acquired the rights of felipe gutierrez for a hundred thousand dollars or whatever yeah so huh. this is uh, well, interesting the reason they call this silly season you know yeah well and it's even worse with mls when you have the the multiple stage re-entry drafts and the expansion drafts and then free agency and it's like every single thing and then the super draft and we got so many drafts super draft so man things. that's how you know it's big time yeah it's super so, but you know, Sporting KC did select somebody in, in stage one, which is unusual for Sporting KC. Usually they might go stage two, but they selected 26 year old goalkeeper Kendall McIntosh, who had spent some time with the uh, New York Red Bulls organization and the Portland Timbers organization. So, uh, so do you think this is just a depth signing, obviously? Because from yeah. my point of view, it's to get that they want to bump John Polskamp up to be Tim Melia's backup. Could be. Yeah, I mean, so we, we know that they didn't pick up uh, the option on Eric Dick. Mm-hmm. So there is uh, a spot open in the goalkeeper room. So I think they, they bring this guy in. And Did we keep – they got – they waived Richard Sanchez too, right? That's what I was actually just wondering. I'm pretty sure. That's why I, I think... was – in my mind, I was like, it's a, it's a depth thing, Pulse Camp coming up or 
Or maybe this guy's the number two. I, I don't I don't know. Yeah, I, I well, a beast though. It, I mean, it really does depend sort of on on what uh, they they see as the best path forward for for Pulse Camp. I mean, if they're like, hey, regular minutes with SKC two, uh, then that's better. Yeah, the only two goalkeepers on the roster right now are Tim Melia and and John Pulse Camp. So we declined contract options for both Eric Dick and Richard Sanchez. So we needed a third keeper, whether it's for SKC two or the day to day backup for Tim Melia. So yeah. It's going to be Kendall McIntosh. So, you know, good for him. We'll see. This was my favorite line from the SKC press release. Uh, they're talking about his his time in, in USL and, and whatnot. Uh, but then it goes, on the international stage, McIntosh notably featured for the U.S. U-20 men's national team at the 2012 Northern Ireland Milk Cup. Wow. So, the very Sounds prestigious good. 2012 Northern Ireland Milk Cup. Sounds gross. <laughs> oh no, man, just the word milk just sounds gross. No one just don't, don't want milk. It. No. <laughs> it's uh yeah, I don't I, I had never heard of the Northern Ireland Milk Cup, but apparently he was uh he notably featured whatever that means. Hmm. Have you ever heard a grown adult be like, "I'll take a glass of milk, please." I'd like some milk. Like that is not a that's not an adult thing to do. Now there's someone listening right now that's probably like, "Fuck you, I love milk." Yeah, probably. I was never <laughs> a like, fan of milk. Out. Even as a kid, I didn't like milk. Same, same. It's 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 too it's thick. You know, you don't need to put that in your belly. That's how people get lactose intolerant. I just didn't like the t- I liked the chocolate milk, but I never liked the oh, taste sure. of regular milk. I mean, who and then like they started milk? they started marketing chocolate milk as a good recovery drink from like weightlifting or cardio, and it's like, whoa, it's I could like, have chocolate milk and that's like that that's good for my muscles it's that milk council yeah absolutely there there i always love those ads because it's like they're these these you know lobbying the national milk advisory board or you know the the chicken council of america or you know the national pork association and you're like who are like what are these groups right do you guys meet like a town hall situation it's like all right we're not we're not killing enough chickens or something It's, it's a real thing I mean, I watched, uh, I don't remember if I talked about this in the podcast yes. or not before, but Supersize Me Too, right? Or it's it's Morgan Spurlock and he's he's talking about the chicken industry and he goes after like the Chicken Council of America, tries to get a meeting with them or whatnot. And this is like the fucking CIA. It's like impossible to find. It's like a hidden like building where they got like extra security. And you're like, wow. what is happening? Like, what are they hiding? It's weird. It's hiding all the all the all the hormones they put in their meats. Probably it's bad. So yeah, stop big chicken. We're talking talking like a, we're talking <laughs> sorry like a couple of vegans over sorry here. Sorry if you you're know? a chicken front. Well, no, but I mean, like I, not everybody has the luxury to do this, and and I I am well aware of the luxury and privilege that I have in being able to afford doing this. But like after watching stuff like that, it has made me like make sure like okay when I go to the store to buy some chicken, like I'm mm-hmm. looking for the like certified humane pasture raised or whatnot because like cage free or free range like those don't mean anything like all that means is like they technically have access to like a three by three square foot outdoor space whereas like if it says certified humane if it says pasture raised you're like okay well at least this is like a small chicken farmer that's like not probably backed by like tyson chicken or whatever and they actually treat their animals halfway decent of course they end up being killed for food so you know there's that but you know i don't know that's my that's my animal sad animal rights rant of the day yeah no good good on you bro you know I, you're one step closer 
to yeah. join in the dark there side. You know. And and but like I said, I do want to make clear, like I'm everybody's situation is different. So I I, I want to make clear that I'm not looking down on people who are like, I can't I, I can't swing <laughs> you with all your big chicken the, money, the pasture raised chicken or whatever. Like people do what what people people got to do. You know your situation best. So hey, if you right, you, if you got to get some you know great value Walmart frozen chicken tenders you do you. what you got to do man you pop those in the fry daddy they're definitely yeah. delicious it's 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 more of a problem with like you know I, my problem is with the big corporations in the industry uh -huh. who are messing with stuff and not with we could talk about this all day because you know <laughs> but it, it's like i i didn't see it get killed but it's yeah. delicious yeah. you know <laughs> so man you go to uh you know give me some raisin canes chicken tenders my gosh. I don't know what that is. Oh my God. There's one in Overland Park. There's one coming to Olathe. None of this helps you because it's not vegan. Not but <laughs> they're, uh, I'm, I'm lucky to find a pizza joint that oh offers some vegan stuff, man. The cane Topper's sauce. Pizza. Cane sauce. Dipping that chicken in the cane sauce. Oh my goodness. It's so good. It's so good. Well, okay. There you go. This has been your weekly food segment. This is what happens so, when there's no sporting KC games. Tune in next week and we'll. Uh, no. <laughs> So are we okay. out of time? <laughs> no, but uh, let's let's see. Okay, so there's the re-entry draft that supposedly happened yesterday, or not supposedly, it did happen yesterday, and we're hoping that no uh, sporting players were picked. But if they were, we'll talk about it next week. We'll be back. Don't worry. Uh, let's see here. I don't think there's much other sporting KC news, at least. Do you have any other, other sporting KC stuff that you've seen? <clears throat> no, uh, I know they're trying to do some deals for the holiday season, trying to, you know, sporting yeah. style is back up and running. I think sporting style was kind of not a website for a while because they were forced to, you know, sell their stuff through MLS soccer, MLS store.com or whatever. It's, it's they're been deals, man. I wish they got for a deal on that new Jersey, but they're probably like, no, y'all didn't get a chance to buy it new because we weren't allowing people at the stadium, you know? I mean, I think they did say 50% off all Ivy Investments gear right and now. And I don't think that counted. I, I was looking really? and I, I didn't see, and it, even though that ended on Sunday, but I, yeah. I didn't, it still said that Jersey was like $130. And I'm like, let's get that no other pod discount code going on. What's, how do we get that? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that could be since they're going to have that Jersey at least for another year, even if the sponsor changes, which we don't know who the, the sponsor we, will change. So they do have to move these jerseys that are already made. Right. But we don't, we don't know any inside information about who the sponsor may be. We get that question occasionally. So we, we don't have that information, but uh, there will, there will be a new sponsor, presumably. I mean, I guess there could also be no sponsor in theory, but there, uh, there probably will be, uh, a new sponsor and we got a question uh from andrew mcpherson he said what is your all-time favorite mls kit uh or he also said or skc slash wizards kit so maybe let's just stick with that because it's it's tough to go mls wide but do you have a, a favorite and i can go first maybe but of of the wizards kits and of the sporting kansas city kits do you have a favorite that you can think of off the top of your head oh favorites um Man, I just, I don't know a whole lot of the wizard stuff, but I will tell you, I liked the black Argyle a lot. It was one of the first jerseys I ever bought. Yeah. Um, my only gripe is that the sleeves, like, cut off the circulation of my biceps. My, now, my biceps are just too big. <laughs> buff as hell. Sorry. I don't know, you know, two takes at a gun show, whatever. But <laughs> but it's legit. It's legit. I'm like, damn, I'm, it, it's it's tough, man. I know other people feel that too. But yeah. since they've kind of updated their sleeves, yeah. their jerseys aren't as yeah. like freaking Under Armour cold gear yeah. <laughs> or heat gear or whatever. Yeah. The black Argyle has to be up there. 
I mean, sure. that's that's I think collar that's, action. That's one of the consensus. Like this is one of the best Sporting KC jerseys we've had. Uh, I also really like. I don't remember if it debuted in 2014 or 2015, but just the 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 blue horizontal stripes alternating the secondary kit. Always saw. Yeah, that was always closely solid. after. Yeah. So uh, that one, that one's a, a really solid jersey. Uh, Wizards. I, I mean, I wasn't a fan in '96, but I do have. I found it on eBay. Bought it. An original black 1996 Kansas City Wiz jersey. There's the rainbow diagonal. That one's. In, in retrospect, that one's pretty cool. I understand why at the time people like this is a little, a little too, you know, colorful, a little too childish maybe, but I love that shirt. I think it's really cool. So nice. I'm a big fan of that. Um, I mean, outside of SKC, I, I, I hate to say it, but the Sounders have had some good ones over the, the, the course of the years. Um, you know, Houston, honestly, they're sort of like, sort of retro looking like black jersey with the orange to yellow gradient on the front that one was pretty cool uh, there, there have been some decent ones uh, but I, I, I'm hoping we move away from sort of and based on what Chad uh, Reynolds told us last year I think this might be the case I'm hoping we kind of move away from this sort of like plain white shirt plain black shirt type of kit design that we're in because it gets kind of boring if everybody's all white yeah. and everybody's all black we haven't done anything plain in a while, so I yeah, I don't yeah. expect that to happen this year. Yeah, I I I think this la- this most recent shirt could have been one of my all time favorites, the polka dots. But I still think the like twenty fifth anniversary three stripes in the shoulder kind of messed with what it could have been. Right. Like if they could have just done polka dots all over, that would have been good. So. True, but the damn sleeves were all sorts of screwed up, man. They're they're a little screwy. Let's see here. Uh, Smith of Snow, he found, wow, this is awesome. He found this weekend a, uh, a ticket stub. Kansas City Wiz versus Colorado Rapids, Arrowhead Stadium, April 13th, 1996. So that's pretty cool from the, the OG 1996 uh, KC Wiz day. So he asked, would love to hear your thoughts on your first sporting game. So do you remember what your first sporting game was? Yeah, I, I do actually. What was it? I just... uh. uh you know, I was with a buddy and then a friend of ours was like, we were at, we we're just at the bar in Topeka. And, and the girl was like, Hey, let's go to the sporting game tomorrow. And I was like, I don't know what that is. <laughs> and so she's like, well, I bought tickets. We're going. I was like, Oh, okay. Very cool. Do I owe you money for that? She's like, no. Okay. And I remember I went and actually bought like a replica Jersey at, at rally house, you know, like 60 bucks or whatever. Nice. And, uh, it was the one they were wearing the state line kit or whatever. Yeah. And it was cool, man. I walked in. I was like, this place is, this place is wild. Yeah. Like, I don't think we tailgated or anything. We didn't really know anybody and uh, ended up buying a scarf. Cause I was like, is that what people do here? Like what, what are these scarves all about? I guess yeah. I should get one. Yeah. Um, it was neat. It was neat. I had a big old hot dog there and I was, I was sold, man. And I was like, I kind of want to come to more of these. And that led to like partial season tickets yeah. and that led to full season tickets. So do you, you remember go. who they played? Nah, man. Cause I'm not even sure. I'm not even sure. I watched a whole lot of the game. Cause it was, yeah. the, it was really the atmosphere that took over. Yeah. And I think that's what they want from that park. Yeah. Yeah. So, no, if the product on the field's not great. They want you to remember your time. Exactly. And that's, that's what I miss most. I don't miss seeing games live because I, I have a great seat on my couch right. and a bathroom 10 feet away. You know what I mean? Right. So exactly. I miss going there though. Yeah. I remember. So I moved to Kansas City in January, 2014. The first 
SKC game I went to live. It was a U.S. Open Cup game against the Portland Timbers uh, that summer at Children's Mercy Park. And it was a three to one loss. I remember I'm like 97% sure it was a three to one loss. Let uh, me interject real quick. I remember it w- they were at the end of their CCL. I went to a CCL game. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I, I think was I there went in to... like February or March. It was like club Leon or something. The, that was also maybe the year we played Saprisa. I don't remember. It was either that year or the year after, but uh, I, cause I was at that game too. And we also lost that. But uh, yeah, it was a, my first one was a three, one us open cup loss to the Portland Timbers. It was not a good game. I remember Salzizo was was playing on the left side and, you know, it. but it's same sort of deal. Like the game on the field was not good, but we were sitting in the South stand. Atmosphere was great. We didn't do any sort of tailgating either. We just showed up. We didn't know anybody just kind of had heard that, oh, this is a party from when we were shopping for furniture at Nebraska Furniture Mart. And so, uh, yeah, kind of got hooked from there and was like, okay, I think I might be able to actually get with this team. And, and I had been a soccer fan before, but didn't really have an MLS team. And yeah, the rest is history. So there you go. It's uh, yeah. it's been pretty cool. So Michael Beard, any info on Jerso Hurtado Espinosa contract talks? No, like we said, not really uh, the biggest thing. I've sort of kind of been under the impression that they were on vacation. So no news isn't necessarily bad news. It's just, you know, maybe yesterday when this, you know, this comes out on Wednesday, maybe yesterday on Tuesday, we got an announcement. That would be our luck. Could be something. So, and then last question here uh, from uh, L- Lessons and Carols Stan. That's the name of the Twitter account. You know, probably was somebody that uh, they changed their name uh, recently. But uh, are y'all MLS banner holders? Do you want LAFC to win Champions League? So that kind of gets me into the yeah. next thing I wanted to talk about real quick. But just, I guess, to answer the question, LAFC, you pulling for them against Tigres? I am. Even if it was, you know, even if I hated him, like Atlanta United or something, you know, even if it was like a rival of ours, I, I, I do shut all biases down when it comes to this international stuff. And uh, I will, I do support the MLS team. I think it'd be cool. Obviously I'd love for us to be the first ones to do it, but if MLS can get it done, that's a cool deal, man. Like you you always, I kind of go club over country, but like, if the club's not there, then you got to go with your country, right? Sure. Yeah, I think there's something to be said for that. Now, of course, this game already happened when y'all are listening to this because it happened last night on Tuesday, but it didn't start till 9 p.m. Central. So even if we were recording on Tuesday, we would not have waited to 11 p.m. at night to record this podcast just to no the LAFC Tigres. So uh, <laughs> we'll we'll maybe touch on it next week, depending on what happens. But yeah, I'll pull for LAFC. I kind of want the narrative of who's going to be the first MLS team to win this thing to be done. Like, let's just move past it. It feels like every year we're like, is this the year? No. Is this the year? No. And maybe like, let's just finally have it be the year and move on. Why not? In in a crazy 2020 where sporting didn't get their job done. Why not have MLS win CCL? I think that'd be awesome. Yeah. Now, one thing that will be working against LAFC is they will be without midfielder almost assuredly Edward Atuesta because I don't know if you watched any of the game against Club America, but did you see what happened in this game, the controversy from this with LAFC in America? I did not. So, okay, it's going to be hard to describe. You might have to look this up. Uh, there, there was a lot of different things that led to controversy, including um, Miguel Herrera, the Club America coach, being kicked out at halftime with a red card and then trying to sneak back into the stands with a walkie-talkie and binoculars and trying to coach through a walkie-talkie down to the sidelines before he was then kicked out of the stands 
and then ultimately fired the next day by Club America. So oh my God. it's he had a walkie talkie. He had a walkie. There's a, there's memes of him. There's pictures and, and MLSsoccer.com actually put up the best Miguel Herrera memes. And, and there is a, yeah, LA, LAFC tweeted. I've been too. living under a rock. I haven't been on socials that much, man, but that's hilarious. He's literally just chilling in the stands with a walkie talkie, uh, pretending like everything's fine. And this is after he got in a fight at halftime uh, with an LAFC assistant coach, uh, Ansa Razov and like punches were thrown it i mean it was it was full concacaf and so it's uh it's pretty rough but what happened before was edward atswesta uh, kind of had a little run in with uh, america goalkeeper memo ochoa and so atwesta was down on the ground ochoa walks up and is kind of standing over him atwesta starts getting up to be clear does not make contact at all with ochoa and Ochoa just flies backwards on the ground and grabs his face and starts rolling around like Atuesta headbutted him. And America comes over there all screaming at the ref. The ref didn't see it. Ref red cards Atuesta for headbutting Ochoa, even though he there's video evidence he literally did not make contact with him. But there's no VAR in CCL, so so they sold got, that shit. He got red carded for not headbutting somebody, even though they acted like he headbutted. And now he's they're going to be without one of their best midfielders in the final probably because Concacaf won't overturn it. Oh my God. It was like peak CONCACAF shithousery. Is this, uh, so this final, is this just a one-off final? Yes. It's win or go home. Wow. I, so. Well, I, I don't trust anything against Tigris, man. Tigris is like the team, you know? Tigris is good. Very good. So it's, uh, but hey, you know, screw them. They tried to do everything they could to get a, get them, uh, the win, and America just couldn't get it done. Like LAFC smoked them. Yeah, and then, well, LAFC was down 1-0 and then scored, like, two goals in, like, a minute right after the start of the second half. It's amazing. So, it is pretty crazy. But, yeah, Miguel Herrera in the stands with a walkie-talkie. That is everything. Pretty That's pretty so ridiculous. Fun. And that, But so I think it was a combination of that, his other antics, fighting an LAFC assistant coach, losing. America was just like, okay, we're done. Huh. So, we'll see. Now, the most peak MLS thing would be for someone in MLS to hire him. <laughs> oh, my God. No kidding. So, we'll see. Uh, and then, let's see here. Uh, just a couple other things probably before we wrap up for, for this week. Uh, your your favorite MLS player, Kyle Beckerman, has officially announced his retirement. So, I cool, know you'll cool. be sad. See you, bro. <laughs> I know you'll shed no, a tear. I think about it, though, man. He's, he's a fantastic player, okay? I mean, he's really good at, at soccer. And that's his job. So mm-hmm. good career, right? I mean, yeah. no, great good for him going out on his own terms. You know, it wasn't injuries that set him back. He has been pretty consistent and just happens to ruffle the feathers of teams he plays, which means he's good. <laughs> yeah, no, great. I mean, 38 years old, great career for RSL, great career for the U.S. men's national team. Also just happens to, you know, act like a little piece of shit on the field when he plays Sporting KC. <laughs> so yeah, it's for uh, sure. You know, I mean, but hey, but, you I'm know, surprised he, we never went after him because normally if players frustrate us, we go and try to sign them. He's the know? type of player that if he was on Sporting KC, we would be absolutely in love with him. Sure. Similar I mean, to Brad Davis, bro. Brad Davis. I mean, this, how people, how we feel about Kyle Beckerman, a lot of fans of other teams feel about Roger Espinosa. Well, rightfully so. Roger will punch you right <laughs> in the face. 
So, oh, and Kyle <laughs> Beckerman holds the record for most uh, yellow cards in his career. And like second, he's like 29 yellow cards, you know, ahead of second place. That's pretty Ro- awesome. Roger does hold the record for most red cards in a career. So, you know. Yeah, I think Roger needs to stick around and make that number grow a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, hey, look, you, you know, congrats, I guess, to Kyle Beckerman. You know, like, like you said, a great career. I just won't miss seeing him on the field because he frustrated the hell out of me. And that was in large part his job in the last part of his career. I don't even recognize him anymore. Like the dreads was just his thing. So when he cut, cut his, his hair, I was just like, whoa, this is strange. Cut his dreads. I'm just, so. you know, I'm trying to get my wife to learn how to braid so she can put my hair in some dreads, <laughs> oh but uh, she doesn't know what she's doing. So I'm just yeah. stuck with a gorgeous mane. There you go. Going for the, the sunshine look from uh, Remember the Titans. Ooh, that'd be nice. Yeah. yeah. And if it gets longer, man, I'll get that Seth Rollins look going on. Oh, there you I'll go. burn it down. There you go. Now, I did not watch. There was a pay-per-view this weekend, wasn't there? WWE? Was, I didn't watch it, but I heard Randy Orton set somebody on fire. Bro. That, here's the worst though you got people online going like well it's clearly a, a dummy that got set on fire in the middle of the ring and it's like will you stop like you're probably a blast at parties are you not i mean did they expect wwe <laughs> to literally murder someone in the middle of the ring by fire yes you really think he murdered someone like arson this is insane uh it was nuts though it was a good pay-per-view okay well that's good yeah like i said i i didn't watch it but i saw some Had tweets some going around about cauliflower wings man it was a hell oh, there of a you night. go there you go i saw some tweets going around about a man being set on fire by randy orton and i was like <laughs> what is happening but that's what gets non-wrestling fans interested because you're like well shit how do i find out more about this <laughs> <laughs> so yeah it's a uh, wild time well i've also heard wwe is not doing that great in ratings right now so they're probably trying to figure out how do we get people to actually watch us it will it's by See? literally setting people on fire and doing that at a pay-per-view, like that's not really going to affect your weekly shows. Well, maybe because right. maybe know. someone like you saw it online and they're like, well, maybe I should tune in to Monday Night Raw and see what happened. You know? Yeah, could be. So, yeah, we'll see. It's interesting. Uh, last thing I want to talk about this week, uh, KC women's soccer team, uh, NWSL KC team Woso. that is not yet uh, named or branded. Uh, they put out their first merch. Kind of cool. Uh, some Casey Woso merch. I, I mean, is I it probably, cool? it, well, it's cool that they put out merch. There you go. It is cool <laughs> that they put it out. It's not exactly cool. I need some real stuff, man. I need the branding to come on. Right. Yeah. So I'm, I'll buy some gear when the actual brand comes out. The, the designs of the stuff they put out for now wasn't my favorite, but I appreciate that they're trying to get stuff out there. Yep. I'm going to get a ladies cut jersey. There you it's go. It's going to be great. There you go. I'm sure the sleeves will fit even better than the, uh, oh, the state shit. line sleeves. I might or... have to cut them off. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> But they did announce uh, their first roster, 22 players. Uh, all player rights formerly held by the Utah Royals were transferred to the new team in Kansas City. And, Familiar uh, faces. Yeah, some of, some of the players coming back, uh, I mean, most notably, Amy Rodriguez, uh, U.S. Women's National Team player and, and hey, former Rob. FC uh, KC champion. Uh, Nicole Barnard, Kate Bowen, uh, Lowell Labonta, Brittany Ratcliffe, and Desiree Scott. So those are all former FC KC players See? that are coming. Now you mentioned Roger Espinosa's girlfriend in there. Um, Labonta is a, uh, is Roger sticking around KC? I mean, I mean, he stick, stuck around KC when she was in Utah. No, I mean, is he, did we come to an agreement with uh, him? Like, well, isn't he still no, at, at the time of this recording, nothing's been announced, but I mean, yeah. I'm, I'm going to be, I'll be surprised if he doesn't. Cause that'd be crazy. Like now they're together in the same doggone city 
yeah. then it's like then he's gonna go play for rsl or something yeah it's well so i guess i still expect that in all likelihood sporting will get something done with gerso with roger with hurtado and probably felipe because i think if sporting didn't expect that they would get something done i don't think they would have announced that they're in contract negotiations with those players mm. That's me. That's that's just pure speculation. That's just me reading between lines. And maybe I'm wrong. Maybe they're trying to put some pressure on them publicly. There could be, you know, maybe somebody comes along and they say, hey, we want Gerso and, and we want to trade you for Gerso. So you sign him and we'll give you this. I, who knows? Peter was talking the other day about how there's not enough player movement in MLS. So we'll see. True. But, maybe he doesn't want that, though. He doesn't want to move his players. Just everyone else. You do, do your movement. I don't want to get rid of my you guys. You move around your guys and, and yeah. we'll just watch. I'll just watch you do it. So, but yeah, man. So excited for uh, Casey Woso to come around. We'll uh, we'll tr- try to get a little bit more information yeah, about that. Man, uh, you're gonna try I, to go to games, or you're gonna try to go cover games? Uh, it depends. I mean, that's one. I think I might, you know, not that I don't want to cover them, but I think I might enjoy actually just like experiencing that as a fan. Yeah, because you don't really get to do that at sporting games, right? I you, go. You do and you don't. I mean, you just. I mean, not able to cheer or anything. Right. The emotion is there to an extent because like, I still care. I I, I was a fan before I started covering the team and I try to do my best, you know. But um, while I'm down there fist pumping a goal and cursing and shit, you're up there in the press box going, "Hmm, very good goal. Very good goal. (laughs) (laughs) It does. It does get a little more excitable than that at times. If something good happens, like people be like, Whoa, like, you know, kind of react, but it's not in like a, a cheering capacity. People. All right. No. You're not saying, Sean Goodwin, give me those titties. Bow. <laughs> no, I, I can confirm I have never said those words. Yeah, you should. You should. So, He'll give it to you. He'll chest bump. He well, seems like a chest know. bumping guy with some only buddy with, sandwiches. Only with consent. So. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, that's, uh, I think, all we got uh, this week before, uh, before the holiday. That's right, man. So uh, you're, fly- you're not flying anywhere, are you? Oh, you're sticking no, I'm home? not going anywhere. Everyone mail you your gifts or Amazon gift cards or whatever. My dad always sends me gifts through the mail anyway. And we'll, uh, yeah, we'll have just the two of us here, open up the gifts, have a a small dinner and call it good. There you go. Try to stay safe. I think we're going to try to do like a a Christmas Eve type deal, like, you know, 15 minutes out in someone's driveway or something, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there are ways to do it outside and stay. I mean, it's going to be cold. But, my dad was like, can we go in the garage? And I was like, you want to lift the garage door up and turn on that industrial heater you got? Then, yeah, I guess right. we could. Yeah. So, but uh, but yeah, it'll, you know, holidays are different this year, but we hope everybody has a, a safe and, and healthy holiday. Uh, please, yes. please practice good social distancing and got wear your movies mask. coming out, bro. Little HBO, little Netflix on Christmas Day. Uh, Disney. Mm-hmm. Disney Plus. New Pixar movie. Yeah. So we got Soul on Disney Plus. We got Wonder Woman 1984. So great. There's there's some good stuff coming out. But uh we didn't even talk about the Mandalorian because who knows if people have watched it at this point or not. I'm not allowed to talk to you about it. I I, sometimes I want to text you about it and you're like, no spoilers. And I'm like, I okay, there was an episode today. Well, (laughs) I mean, so I get a text, you know, every Friday morning uh from Dan and he's like saying something most people in full transparency afternoon most people in full transparency wouldn't take what you say as a spoiler i'm very sensitive with my spoilers admittedly so (laughs) i'll be like yo pretty good episode and you're like ah spoilers (laughs) 
I mean, in all honesty, though, for for the movies, I am like that. I'm like, I don't want to know if people liked it. I don't want to know if people disliked it because I will go in. I will get away from. I do like a social media shutdown, like the three days before I see it. I'm dead serious. Like when Rise of Skywalker came out, I was like, I don't want to go in with people's preconceived notions of if it's good or not. Because Mm -hmm. if I I read that people think it's good, I'm going to go in and my expectations have been elevated. And then maybe I would have previously enjoyed it. But now that I thought it was good, I'm like, "Ah, it's not as good as I wanted it to be. And then it affects my viewing experience. Well, did you did you shed some Mandalorian tears on Friday then? I, you know, I, it was an emotional episode. I'll say that for sure. I, I don't want to spoil it just yet because of who, I mean, at this, if you haven't watched it at this point. Sure. What do you but, do? do you, you give people a, a week when it comes to movies. I'm like, okay, you got a month before right. I start talking about it. You know, I, I think, I think a week for an episode like that is, is reasonable. Now Disney mm-hmm. hasn't posted any spoilers per se, but they have posted right. on their social media, the, the new Boba Fett show that's coming out. So clearly they said we need to give people three days and then we can talk about that. Yeah. They're, so. Yeah. No, another show, man, more just content, content. No wonder they're raising the price on Disney plus, you know? Yeah. I mean, but like a dollar. So it's not terrible. Something like that, but I got yeah. locked into the three year deal. There you so. go. There you go. That's the way to do it. It's, uh, I mean, they're building their whole own little Star Wars, you know, like what, like what Marvel did with all their movies and Mm -hmm. shows and tie-ins. That's what they're doing on Disney Plus and the movies for Star Wars. Marvel shows are coming. Like, come on, we should really be paying a lot more money for this this streaming service. To be honest. Yeah. WandaVision next month. It's gonna be good. Falcon and Winter Soldier following that. March something like that, and then Black Widow in the theaters. It's gonna be pretty cool. If we're allowed to go to theaters again, I don't know what that feels like anymore. I canceled my A list. month or two ago at this point i was just like i'm not going to the theater in the next six months it's fine right. i bet we're wearing masks for the next six months you know yeah i mean they tried to uh to extend their you know we're not going to charge you until march 1st and i was like i'm not going to a theater in march no it's probably not, not. so anyway y'all thank you so much for listening make sure you uh, yes. follow us on twitter at no other pod at dan Kuzer at jc mac 03 like us on facebook facebook.com slash no other pod send us an email no other pod at gmail.com Leave that five-star rating and review. We'll be sure to read it out loud here on air. And uh, check out hellotushy.com slash no other. Get your 10% off. Make sure you have a clean bum. Buy one for you, for your family, for your friends, everybody you know who needs one. It's a a good deal. So we'll be back uh, next week after the holiday, and we'll talk more Sporting KC and MLS soccer and probably Disney Plus and wrestling and who knows what else. So, But until then, he's Dan. I'm Jimmy. We'll catch you all later. See ya. Merry Christmas, you filthy animals. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, 
Access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's U-N-I-F-Y-D healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.